Welcome to Subscribing to Wellness, the show where Rachel Newman and myself, Daniel Fairman, sit down with leading founders, executives, and investors committed to building a healthier future for consumers. Today's episode is brought to you by our newest partner, Element. Element is a tasty electrolyte drink mix with everything you need and nothing you don't. That means a science-backed electrolyte ratio with none of the junk, no sugar, no coloring, no artificial ingredients, no gluten, no fillers, no BS. I've personally been using Element for nearly six months now daily, and it's not only the cleanest hydration powder in terms of function, but I love the taste, especially the citrus and watermelon flavors. Element supports a low-carb lifestyle and will boost your performance and recovery, regardless of if you're a serious athlete or a weekend warrior. So head to drinkelement.com slash subscribing to wellness. That's drinklmnt.com slash subscribing to wellness for a special introductory deal on your first order. You won't regret it. Today on Subscribing to Wellness, we are joined by Visor co-founders Dylan and Samantha. Visor is an app that allows you to track your steps and donate meals and is currently one of the most popular health and fitness apps in the App Store. Visor users have donated 1.32 million meals to date. As soon as a user hits 30 minutes of exercise or 10,000 steps in a day, they're able to donate a meal, which is furnished by one of Visor's promotional partners. Nothing better than moving your body and doing good. Let's do it. Sam, Dylan, welcome to Subscribing to Wellness. How are you? Good. Thanks for having us on. Yeah, doing well. Thank you. I've been really excited to chat with you both. We've had quite a few uh, CPG founders on as well as investors, but are really excited to kind of talk to more of a software angle and really understand how you guys are on a mission to democratize wellness. So wanted to open it up to you and just learn a little bit more how you kind of came across this idea. Yeah, it goes way back. I think Dylan and I both have our own stories and experiences of how we struggled with wellness. So I'll let him speak for his, but For me, I was just never the kind of person who knew how to eat well or knew how to work out. And by the time I tried to figure out how to do those things, I ended up turning to really almost destructive habits. So restrictive eating or over-exercising. And a big idea for Visor was why is it so hard to figure out how to develop these healthy relationships, whether you didn't have resources or didn't have motivation and a big piece being resources. So if you didn't have access to healthy food, how would you ever be able to develop these healthy habits um, was kind of like the core question that I was asking. And I asked Dylan the question and. Yeah, I, for, from my end, like I was on kind of the opposite side. I played sports growing up. So I played football in college afterwards, would still continue to play like basketball. I go to workout classes, um, but I worked on the finance side. And so I would say the other side of my life was like slightly a little bit out of balance. So whether it's working late not getting enough sleep, not hanging out with my friends, just kind of like having that social health. Um, <clears throat> and so I kind of was really interested in what Sam was doing, one, from the wellness standpoint, because that's been a part of my life, but two, from kind of like the tangibility standpoint, it's like something that you can actually see kind of progress, whether the impact side that we do, the brands we work with are vastly like all tangible products. Um, and so we kind of just uprooted, I guess, my life and moved from San Francisco to San Diego and we've been there since like, it's been almost like five years now. It's awesome. San Diego is not a bad place to be. 
Um, Sam, would love to hear a little bit about how the idea for Hunger kind of came about. I know you had some really interesting experiences overseas, and I'd love to, to let our listeners in on that. Yeah, I was studying abroad. I was on a program called Semester at Sea, and I was participating in this social venture incubator. So it was almost like a business model program where they asked, you know, come up with an idea that you personally identify with that also solves a big social problem. So on the hunger side, A, I mean, you're traveling the world. So you're seeing the impacts of food insecurity in a lot of the places that we're visiting. And then separately, I had been kind of in that restrictive eating pattern. So learning how if you weren't fueling your body properly, then you weren't able to do other things like focus in school or show up well to your workout. Like all of these higher levels of health were dependent on if you were fueling your body properly. So as I'm traveling and seeing people not having the ability to do so, that was really where the desire to provide healthy food came from, where you could turn your workouts into meal donations. But it was once we got back, actually, we were in San Diego meeting with a lot of hunger organizations here in town and learning that hunger was a really present problem in every community in the United States, that it turned from almost a global focus to more of a national focus where we wanted to support U.S. food banks and combat hunger here domestically. Got it. Um, and it seems like, I mean, I guess you, you know, when we have guests on, we talk a lot about kind of like the development process for a tangible product and how you can constantly get kind of feedback from consumers. How did you go, given that this is kind of a software platform, how did you go about kind of developing an MVP um, and getting feedback before you really went live at scale? That was an interesting process because we didn't think to do an MVP at first. We went straight to the development agency, said, hey, we're ready to build. And once we found out how expensive it was to build something, then we went back to building an MVP. So we learned how to do digital design. We created a prototype. I remember going to sorority meetings at my school and showing people the app and seeing if they could give feedback on the flow or if it made sense for them as a user. And then simultaneously, Dylan's reaching out to every business organization, it seems like at the time in San Diego, seeing if companies would meet with us to get feedback. And I think Business for Good uh, here in San Diego, Dill, that was one of the first ones you reached out to, right? Yeah, Business for Good is a, it's a group of like local <clears throat> owner-operated businesses here in San Diego who all are like either cause-focused, mission-focused. Um, and from our perspective, we didn't really know who was like the right person to talk to, whether it was like a restaurant group, a legal firm here in San Diego, a CPG brand. Uh, so the very first year we took about like, I don't know, felt like three or 400 meetings with just people all over the city. And we would drive, we'd like get into my little Nissan Rogue, take it across San Diego and just have conversations for as long as they would talk to us. And at the end, we would ask three questions. And it was like the same three questions every single time. It's like, do you know any restaurant owners? Do you know any gyms? Or do you know any people at consumer facing brands? And since we started doing that, we've just really grown that network to like much farther outside of San Diego, which has been, yeah. it's been so awesome. I mean, the CPG industry is hands down my favorite. Yeah. It's like such a big industry, but also it's so close and tight knit. Uh, everyone kind of knows everyone you start to find out um, and kind of launching those partnerships. I feel like it's like a domino effect. Um, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, I feel like we know a bunch of the people who've already been on the podcast too. Um, it's like such a small industry. Yeah. Everybody knows at least one person at another brand. Uh, and it's like super collaborative. 
So everyone's really open to helping each other out versus I feel like traditionally, at least from like the banking side of things, that wasn't always the case. Yeah, hundred percent. It's not as, I guess not. As, I mean, I guess there is the networking aspect and that you want to like be top of mind for CEOs when they're looking for partners to like acquire companies and so on, but it's not the same kind of like networking um, focus as I, as I think CPG and entrepreneurship um, would love to take a step back, Sam, and just talk to talk to our listeners a little bit about like what it's like to join the Visor app. So if I'm getting started and I download the app, like what am I going to be doing? How am I going to be like earning Visor points? And how does that kind of culminate into brand partnerships and interacting and buying from brands that you guys have partnered with? Yeah. So the whole goal of the app is how are we helping people get healthier? So you as the user, you would be using Visor as an incentive tool to help you stay aligned with healthy habits. So Visor is short for incentivize, but we would give you an activity challenge each day. You get to choose which one you want to do. You could either walk 10,000 steps, get 30 minutes of exercise, which you can track on either your phone wearables or take a class at a studio that we partner with. And every day you do that, a brand in our network will donate a meal through a U.S. food bank. So all you have to do is come into the app and tap donate for midnight. And then every day you do that, you earn points and you can use them for free items in our marketplace. So these are Visor rewards and they're designed to not be impossible to earn. So say you work out and donate three times this week, you're able to go into the marketplace and get something free for yourself. So it. it could be D to C shipped to you go into retail, go to a restaurant, um, just kind of this health wellness marketplace. Got it. So you're signing up third parties that will accept Visor points for their products or experiences. And then brands are also getting kind of a dual mission in that now they're kind of partnering themselves alongside food banks so they can help kind of fight hunger around the United States, right? Totally. Yeah. That, that core principle of kind of how do we increase the healthfulness of the American diet you see on both sides for the brand. So they're able to donate meals to U.S. food banks, but then they're also introducing you to a healthier product because we only partner with better few brands who, you know, maybe you haven't sampled that product before or tried it, but if you really enjoy it, now it's something that could be a part of your routine. Got it. Um, and I guess then my other question would just be like, how do you, what's the strategy here for kind of driving trial and gaining traction? I'm sure there's kind of like a word of mouth element and kind of a network effect, but how do you guys kind of think through getting more users signed up? It sounds like you guys have had pretty explosive growth pretty quickly. Um, so I'd love to just hear like kind of your strategy there. Yeah, tr traditionally it was word of mouth. Um, we got it up to, I feel like about 500 people on like a beta in San Diego. Outside of that, it's like, where can we find those people with similar interests? So it was working with studios. Um, so we had a partnership with like SoulCycle Nationwide and a bunch of other owner operated places across the country. But to be honest, I feel like our, our most uh, successful channel has been through corporations. Mm -hmm. So companies using Visor as like an employee wellness tool, uh, <clears throat> getting people to work out more creates a lot more of like just fun inside of the company itself. And we've seen that do really well across the whole company, but even, you know, 90 days later and they're on so on forth. So they're super engaged. Uh, they continue to use the platform. So that's kind of like our growth strategy moving forward. Makes sense. It's it's such a exciting space. I just think we're in the early innings. Like I've chatted with companies like Ness um, in June and obviously you guys now, and it just seems like there's so much opportunity, right? To just make wellness in general much more accessible and kind of the default. Um, so it's awesome to see definitely all the, all the entrepreneurship in the space. 
Um, and I guess when you think about kind of choosing brands to partner with, is there like a certain, obviously it needs to be better for you um, or, or some kind of wellness angle, but how do you guys kind of go about deciding which brands to bring on? Is there kind of like a sky is the limit kind of attitude or is it kind of like founders are now kind of outreaching to you and trying to get themselves associated with the brand or how does that process work? Yeah, I, I do a, a majority of the brand partnerships from like the CPG side. So initially it was just doing everything we could to get in front of the right people. Um, and now I feel like we've built up such an awesome network that like we're at least one degree removed from pretty much every brand. Um, but the way we look at it is one, people who really buy into the mission, like you said, like it is the early innings. And so people who want to kind of come on board, invest in this kind of like authentic ecosystem. Um, we want to like chat about partnering up to just people who are excited in general about like the wellness side. Um, we think it has to like really fit in with your brand ethos. If it's just like, doesn't really make a ton of sense or you're like not super into it. You just kind of want to be a part of it because other people are, we like kind of want to make sure everybody understands like what we're trying to do. Um, <clears throat> and then from there, it's really just having conversations and we'll talk to a brand partner and be like, Hey, is there anybody else you think we should reach out to? And they've been really good about suggesting like, Oh, these five brands would be perfect. So that's kind of how we've like grown it more of like relationship based versus going in and like investing in some sales software to auto email thousands of people. And it's like a cast a wide net. We want it to be like a very targeted approach. We want to feel like we know every single person at every brand. Gotcha. And I guess my other question, since you guys, I'm sure experts on this space and what are other ways you either see brands or people or companies kind of trying to democratize wellness and kind of hunger? Um, I've been on a few DTC websites where at the checkout, instead of kind of like paying for shipping, they'll give you a discount, but ask you then to donate, um, to certain food banks kind of at the checkout, um, area. So like, I just be curious, like what are ways that you guys are seeing kind of in addition to visor that make you excited about kind of democratizing wellness, um, and hunger? I think it's a great question. There's a lot that's going on with companies. And then also, if you look at the strategy that just came out for yeah. health and hunger and nutrition, um, yeah. they just did a conference on it. It's interesting and great to see how these are priorities kind of across the entire landscape that people are now looking at. What are ways that we can pool our resources to make a tangible impact? What are unique ways of looking at this problem that maybe it hasn't been looked at historically? I think are big questions that you see a lot of organizations asking. For us, I think the concept of democratizing wellness that I really like to see almost the, the public mindset shift around is that for a long time, wellness was positioned as this exclusive, out of reach, expensive for a subset of the population kind of thing. But wellness is really for everyone. It's like the quality of how we live our lives. And I think the more people that think that's something within their reach, the more you'll see kind of this like self-care ethos start to permeate to every individual. And then I think you'll see people pro progressively get healthier. So long answer to your question, but like there are so many different unique ways that you see people doing something in this space. And I think that's what's going to make it successful is everybody working together towards it rather than almost these like siloed approaches. It's an awesome answer. Really appreciate that. I, and I, I think I know what kind of report you're referencing that just came out kind of related to like a lot of capital from different angles going into to like really supporting wellness. It's interesting, like early stage CPG, obviously kind of to get it going in many cases, you have to be at that premium price point that may not be 
completely accessible to kind of a huge demographic. And so I think just seeing so much capital committed to really unlocking access to kind of the broader population in areas where there may be food deserts for, for healthy solutions is huge because you want to do it in a way where like price points can also reach the masses and, and not just kind of be a uh, kind of a privilege for, for higher income individuals. So I was, I was also quite excited um, to see, to see that announcement myself. Um, I think last few questions, one question we ask everyone on our show and so I'd love to hear from each of you is just how you guys subscribe to wellness. Um, so some things that you guys are doing on a weekly basis to ensure that you're living a healthy life while obviously managing a, a demanding business advisor is. I can go first. Uh, this is my favorite. <clears throat> so I have been doing a ton of like adult sports leagues and my favorite right now is my co-ed flag football league. Oh yeah. Uh, less, less from the like exercise side and more just from like, it's fun to get out and just like kind of socialize people in that capacity. Like I didn't know anybody, like I think I knew one person on the team of like 15 or 20 prior, but now like seeing all the people come from different backgrounds and just like having a ton of fun every Tuesday night has been like probably one of my favorite things to do. And I think I've done it for like four seasons now. So we're going to keep it on. Doesn't get competitive at all. Doesn't get competitive at all. Right. Yeah, no, not at all. Not at all. Uh, it's super fun, but uh, yeah, that that's probably my favorite thing. And then the second would be, I try to go on a walk by the beach. Like we're in San Diego, as you said. So if I can get a 30, 45 minute walk, at least once this, this week by the beach, I'm usually pretty pumped. I've seen some of those matches and games and they do get a little bit of <laughs> competitive, I can add. I mean, if you're an ex-college football player, it sounds like, is that right? It's 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 fun, but it's like co-ed. So it's like, I don't, I try yeah. not to take it too seriously. Yeah. It's like, it's like, listen, we're all like mid to late twenties, maybe yeah, like yeah, thirties. Yeah. Like, let's just like have fun. And I mean, sometimes it gets competitive and I'm like, yeah. all right, like I got to relax a little. Uh, yeah. but, but yeah, it's, it's so much fun. I've been getting like way over competitive in pickleball. That's been like my new sport and I take it way too seriously. It's the best. We just started playing last week. And then for me, I think I've really been leaning into this idea of intentional wellness. So I think for a long time I did something because I thought it sounded good. Like, oh, I should run. So I'm going to make myself run every day. And then I realized I hated running. So just trying to like ask myself what feels good every single day and then do that. Um, and sometimes it's focused on meditation and other days it's a beach walk, like Dill said. And other days it's a run, who knows, but it's less so often a run and it's more so often the other things. So just checking in with myself and asking on a regular basis, like what feels good and then do that. Awesome. Love both the answers. Um, what are kind of your guys' goals, I guess, with Visor for the next three to six months? And I guess just for our listeners, like how many meals, do you guys track how many meals you guys have already donated from, from use of the Visor app? Yeah, so there's a tracker in the app that shows nice. you in real time, like how the whole community is working together. We just passed three and a half million. Congrats, that's, uh, that's yeah. an incredible number. And how long, sorry to interrupt, how long has it been? What? There it is, love it, love to see it. 3.5, well, that's awesome. Um, how long has it been since it launched? So it launched in January of 2019, but it was only available in San Diego at that point in time. And we didn't go nationally until later in 2020. So pretty quick on, on the uptake there, but um, super exciting. I think the next three to six months, I you can give your answer and I'll give mine, Dill. But I think this is kind of like the last phase of building the foundation 
of what all of the pieces had to kind of be put in place for us to say, okay, this is now ready for a national audience. And I feel like, you know, wrapping up these last few months, we'll be putting those last pieces in place. And then next year, really start introducing it to everybody. So I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I I would probably agree with that. We like to say like, we've been putting together a car for like five years and now yeah. we actually get to drive it a little bit. Um, just cause there's so many moving pieces on the back end for us to kind of build out, but <clears throat> it's been really fun to build it with like, we feel like we have full-time people obviously, but every brand that we've worked with has played a role in like also building the company. And so I, I definitely want to just keep continuing that. Like I, like I said, I'm a big fan of the space. Um, so next year, just like continuing to add more brands into the ecosystem and people that we get to work with and cross paths with, um, would be probably what I, what I want to continue to do. Love it. And I'm sure you guys just have so many, um, partnerships coming and, and runway for that. So that'll obviously help, I think as well. Awesome. Where can our listeners learn more about what you're doing with Visor? I think on all channels, it's at Visor app, except TikTok. It's at Visor.app. So anything there, you can download the app off of both app stores. It's free. And then our website, www.visorapp.com. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining. Really appreciate the time and uh, best of luck. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Today's episode is brought to you in partnership with Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because I wanted to see what the hype was all about. Now, I literally can't miss a day. It's the first thing I put in my body every single morning. As someone who suffers from IBS, AG1 has completely improved my gut health and allows me to have sustained energy throughout the day. And since I'm always on the go, the travel packs make it so easy to stay consistent wherever I am. Love it. I've personally been taking AG1 for a while. And as someone who lacked a multivitamin routine, AG1 has been the perfect product to mix into my morning routine. Truthfully, I was a skeptic at first as I'm with most supplements and vitamins, but I have felt noticeably better at the start of morning workouts and definitely have seen an improvement in my digestive health. I tend to mix my AG1 with two tablespoons of lemon juice and coconut water, and it's delicious. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash STW. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash STW to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode. Feel free to rate, review, and share the podcast. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to Wellness. If you'd like to sponsor us, please see the supporter link in our podcast bio. We hope everyone has a great rest of week filled with wellness and we'll see you next time.